Hello, sunshine. Welcome back to another episode of A Dose of Adela. I am your host, Carrie Adela. I am finally getting my voice back. I'm getting over the flu. It's been a long two weeks. I am tired. I am sick of being sick. Um, but anyway, I'm here. So welcome back. Today I have a special guest and we're going to be talking about all things parenting and being single parents. And so my guest is Anisha. Hi. Thank you for being on my podcast. Of she, course. <laughs> she is a friend and we actually met at an event that we did um, a while back talking about domestic violence. And so yes, um, we connected and here she is. How yes, are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm tired, but I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. You don't look tired. Let's say that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so um, I think last week I had reached out to Anisha because I was annoyed. Yes. I was annoyed by someone. <laughs> so I was, my son was sick. So Isaiah had the flu. That's where I got it from. And so someone was texting me and she had saw that my son was sick. And she was asking me if I was going to come to her event. Even after me telling her once that my son was sick. <laughs> and then her seeing again, she asked me again after seeing that he was <sighs> still sick and had the flu. Because now we know at this point what he had. Right. She asked me if I was going to come to her event. And I was annoyed as fuck because I was like, you know what? I think this is, this is a thing with people who don't have kids. They don't understand. They don't get it. No. They don't get it. So for me, I'm like, first of all, you shouldn't even be asking me about your event. It should be, I hope Isaiah gets better soon. Right. And that's it. That's the end of the conversation. I was like, fuck her event. Fuck her. Not like, I didn't mean that. No, I get it. But in the moment, I was annoyed because I'm like, people think that when you have older kids, you're supposed to just leave your kid at home. No. Right. My kids will be 17, and I swear (laughs) I'm going to still be dropping them off at school. Like, I don't know about that. I can't even walk Isaiah. Anywhere. I can't even get a kiss. And he's 15. I'm like, can I have a kiss? He's like, no. No, but okay. when they're sick, it's something different. It's different. Like, it is so different. My daughter had pink eye yesterday. We had to reschedule. Yeah. Like. And I understood. But sometimes I think that if a person who didn't have kids, they <laughs> would, would be like, like she's making she excuses. Yes. Pink eye. That's not serious. Yeah. Her eye was it. crusty as hell yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> right. They don't get it. And I'm just like. So I don't have a lot of friends in the Bronx with right. kids. Um, I have a few friends with kids. Um, my good girlfriend lives out in Jersey, damn near Philly. And then another one lives like way down in Manhattan. So like we're not right. close. So it's, you know. Um, and then like my other friends don't have kids. So they don't understand. Or at least you feel like they don't understand. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like. They're just like, oh, okay, he's sick, he's older, he's fine. You still or, coming out, though? I'm like, fuck you. No, I'm not. Because, <laughs> like, especially he has asthma, right? right? What if he had an asthma attack and I'm out chilling at your event and having a grand old time right. my kid home? Like, what am I supposed to do? What exactly. am I supposed to say? I don't think they understand that to be a parent and then, and then be a single parent at that Yeah. There has to be a healthy balance. Like, yes, of course, I want to have a social life, but yeah. my child comes first. Yeah. Like, I was telling you earlier, if I'm on a date and my daughter calls me and tells me she has a fucking splinter, I'm out, bro. I'll see you later. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
like, people I don't who e- don't have kids, they think we over exaggerate. Yes, they and do. That's not the case. <laughs> I don't even date because I don't know how to be a single mom and date and still have fun and still have fun and still like. It's just so many layers to it. Yeah. And I don't know if that's how you are, but like, I think I've dated one person that's like really been around him (laughs) and that didn't go well. But I mean, like, not like that. It didn't go well between him and I. But But that's also something that you're concerned about. Also bringing somebody around your child, Mm -hmm. your child becomes, because children, they get attached very quickly. They do. And then it's like, now this person is not coming around. I can't tell my child, oh, he's a fuck boy. That's why I'm not with him anymore. <laughs> it's just like, where's John? Wait, so I have a story <laughs> about that. So my favorite ex, and I'm going to stop calling him that, but that's how I've described him in the past. He is not my favorite ex anymore. He's just an ex, right? Um, when we were together, him and my son were really close. Mm-hmm. And so like when I would go to school, he would come over and watch my son and like they would play video games or, you know, whatever. Right. So when we were no longer dating and my son asked me one day, and I will never forget, we were crossing the street and he was like, is so-and-so coming over today? And I was like, no. And I had to tell him, I was like, I don't think he's going to be coming over anytime soon. My son- He was sad, right? He started to tear up. (sighs) And that is something that you never want your child to experience. No. No. And so I was like, are you crying? And he lied to me. It was like, no, it's cold outside. But he was crying. Oh. <laughs> I felt so bad. I was just like, I, I will never do this. And he was like eight, I think, at the time. And it's like, as, as a single mom, it's like you're fearful for mm-hmm. many reasons, right? Yes. You're fearful because you don't want your child to grow attached to somebody that you don't ultimately end up with. Yeah. And then also, you don't want your child to grow an attachment for somebody who has zero interest in them. See, for me, it was a little bit the other way around. Like I felt like my ex had zero interest in my kids. Like he would make little campaign promises, like things he was going to do. And then he would just fucking disappear. And to wing me back in, he would say, Oh, I I'm going to come take the girls somewhere, you know? And they were always disappointed. So like now my God is like, I'm five feet. That shit is eight feet better, tall. Yep. <laughs> can't see you over can't even it. see over your overall. Because <laughs> it's up there. It's yeah. like, and, and people don't understand, like, when you're a parent, like, you want to protect your child. And sometimes we protect, we want to protect them from things that we can't necessarily protect them from. Yeah. But I feel like when it comes to, like, exposing them to people who are not going to be around for the long run, like. That's something I'm gonna continue. To like, it's huge, for. and I'm just like, and no matter what age, and I know that's something that I'm working on because as he gets older, I'm just like, okay, you gotta pull back. You can't protect him from everything. Yeah, but what I can protect him from, I'm going to do my Correct. best. Yeah, and so that is one of those things. Now I'm just like, I want to date, but I need to know that, and I there's only one way to figure that out, right? I want need to know that this is a man who. Is gonna be around and is going to love my child. And because that's and the set biggest an thing for me. For yes. like you have a son, you know, yeah. like you want to date somebody who's gonna be an example of what a man yes. should be to a woman. Yeah, like a healthy example. Yeah, for me, it's like I have daughters, and I'm like. I don't want to get with somebody who's going to treat me like shit in front of my daughters, whereas they think that it's okay or right. this is normal. Right. So I don't know. It's like being a parent is like. It's a beautiful thing, but that shit is hard. It's hard. <laughs> it's 
listen, being a parent is so hard. hard. I'm just like, oh my God, I don't think people really understand. Like, again, and the people who don't have kids, I love y'all. This is not anything towards y'all. It's not personal, but I need y'all to be more understanding. Or like, for instance, people who don't have kids, I find like they're always telling people with kids what like what they should be doing. How to raise their kids. Or they have all of the opinions for other people and other people's kids. And I'm like, you can't tell anybody how to raise their kids. Exactly. There are certain things, like there are certain standards, morals that of course should apply to everybody, should cross the board. You should be teaching your kid to be kind. Right. But how to raise your kid and the relationship that they have. Don't tell me shit. You can't tell nobody. No. You can't. Don't don't even look like you're about to tell me how I should raise my kid. Right. Don't. But what's funny <laughs> is that once people who finally have kids see it, understand it, it's like, I'm not laughing at you, but I'm laughing because now you get it. Right. Now you see why you couldn't or you shouldn't have been telling anybody else how to raise a child. Exactly. Because all children, just like all humans, are different. But then there's also people who have children, right? Oh, God, those people. And then still overstep and don't understand boundaries and want to tell you how to raise your child. The That's per- the perfect also. parent or the person who thinks they're the perfect parent. Right. Yeah. Right. Those people. Yeah. Yeah. No. I'm definitely not a perfect parent. I fuck up all the time and I'm still learning I'm how to be a mom. Still learning. You always learning. Um and then you learn when you have another kid. Because you have two daughters. Yes. Um and so I'm sure both experiences were different. And both girls are probably different. Yeah, they're actually like night and day. <laughs> it's crazy. They say the second child is a child that don't give a fuck about shit. It's just like Yo, the wild child. I'm a middle child, daughter? so I'm, I'm my the first second daughter child. is like for sure. I'm like to even the score, I may have to pop out another one because I know my oldest daughter is gonna take care of me. My second daughter, she put me in a fucking home. She don't <laughs> care. Zero fucks. She's iffy as hell. Like, yeah, I don't know about her sometimes. And she's my problem child. She's a bubble baby. She's allergic to everything except air. Listen, okay. <laughs> it's different for us. My baby, but she a little... She a- Second children, man. Or, yes, I am a second child. I'm the middle child. And so my sister-in-law now has three kids. Okay. And so that middle child... Is different. Oh, Jesus. My old, the, her oldest, because it's not the oldest, but her oldest... Um, so quiet, so like non-problematic, right? He's chill, he's kind, he's so <laughs> loving, he's so thoughtful. And then the second one came, and I was like, wow, it's true. He's wild. I love him. He's shit so up. much fun. <laughs> he's so much fun, but they be ready to fuck shit up, turn up, like, Yo, night and day, literally, like you said. So, prime example, right? Yesterday morning, mm-hmm. since woke up, crusty eye, wasn't feeling good. Oh, mommy, can I lay in your bed? Okay, of course. You know, mm-hmm. in my head, I'm like, I'm going to have to change my fucking pillowcases because <laughs> I don't want this. My oldest daughter was like, all right, ma, I'm going to school. Can you drop me to school? I take her to school. Youngest one's so sick. We go to urgent care. She's laid up in the bed all day. After she get them antibiotic drops in, Anaya comes in. Now she's back to antagonizing the fuck out of Anaya. You hear Anaya, get out of the baby it's like since she was just sick a little while ago like did the antibiotic drops give you all this like energy like where did this come from Mm -hmm. they always have energy my nephew the (laughs) the oldest of the three 
calls me and he's like, um, can I come spend the night? I'm like, sure. He wants to get away. So I'm like, <laughs> are you bringing your brother? Because the third one is a newborn, right? So it's the three of them. But he's like, no, Axel hits me a lot. He's always, <laughs> <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> he's always hitting me. And I'm like, oh, my baby. He needs a break. He's <laughs> like, you need a break. So I was talking to his mom today. And I was like, yeah, I think Leo needs a break from being a brother. And she's like, oh, God, what did he tell you that Axel's always hitting him? I'm like, yes. He's like, they're always fighting. I'm like, yeah, but Axel's a dad. I love him, but he's a little different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a middle child. Mm-hmm. But they love you. They love the shit out of you in their yes. own way. Yes, they do. But I know I'm definitely yeah. going into a home. No, you're not because you got the she oldest. She said to me, Ma, I said to her, I said, you know, when you get older, because I tell my kids, you could be whatever you want to be, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, you're going to have a big house. You're going to, I'm speaking all these things into existence. You're going to mm-hmm. be successful. Right. And then when you make it, I'm going to come live with you, right? She's <laughs> like, yeah, you can have a room in the basement. She gave you a room though. The fucking basement. What is wrong with the basement? My other daughter said, Man, you can have a room right down the hall for me. Oh, no, see, you lucky because you would have been in And then if your room the, is dirty, no. I won't even tell you you got to clean it. That's my babe right there. The other one, you can get in the basement. She probably had throw me a meal here or there. Well, say, then I must really be a middle child because... <laughs> no. But yes, you going in the basement. It's going to be going real in nice. The basement. But it's going to be nice. I don't know about that. Or you could go and be in the, like the pool house she or something. Iffy. Oh, you got your own space. She iffy. I'm going to be like Mama Jones in this bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Wait, so let's go back to that. You said that you, you know, speak things into existence. Having two girls, Mm -hmm. what is that like when it comes to being a mom in this world with technology and having two girls and... And like, cause when we went to school, right? Um, we we weren't exposed. We have the beautiful life. We didn't have none of this. But now it's like um, social media and them actually being born with technology because we got it years later. They right. Were like we were already, adults. Right. Like there's all they know. Right. Um, and like kids are mean. Kids are kids freaking mean. Are um, horrible. So how horrible do you, fucking creatures. Yeah. <laughs> because they come from horrible ass adults which I can't stand yes. adults are not nice people humans are not nice most of they're them they're not and I, like I don't want to raise my kids to hate people because I sometimes yeah. hate people because yeah. people aren't shit <laughs> people are not nice and it's like you. I, I've really been practicing trying to like be kind no matter what right but it's really hard especially in, I don't know if it's a New York thing um, but I don't want you to think in New York is a bad place if you're not from here. It's not a bad but place, but people are people very aggressive. People are very aggressive, and everybody's just always on the go. No one is, like, considerate. Um, Zero fucks. Right. Just, that's the go. only way to, to sum it up. Yeah. Zero fucks. Like, there was a woman on a bus this morning, and she had her stroller out. And it was a bigger stroller. And it took up the whole front of the bus. Now, you know you're not supposed to get on the bus. Close that shit. Right, but again, I'm trying to be understanding because right. she was by herself. And I was like, you know what? It is a bigger stroller, so it probably doesn't close as easy. Right. It's not like a one-hand snap-and-go type of thing. And so I'm trying to pass, and I'm a big girl, 
And so my headphones got caught on her thing. And normally I would have been so annoyed, like, fuck. And I was like, I laughed it off. And I looked at her and I laughed. Because I'm sure in her mind, she's probably also like, damn, I'm Frazzled. in everybody's yeah. way. Like, and so, but everybody was like just rolling their eyes at her and like frustrated. And I'm like, just get on the back of the bus and keep it moving. Like, yeah, but it also depends on what kind of yeah. mood I'm in. Cause sometimes right, I'd but be that's like, the thing. Oh damn, you know, I remember being a single mom and I remember yeah. like having to do the shoulder thing. But yeah. then other days I'm like, get the shit out of here. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Um, so I guess it depends on my mood. Yeah. 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 But social so, media is back like, to yeah, social media and raising kids. So with my son, um and self-esteem and all of those things, I'm realizing that. Raising boys and girls is really the same. It is. We were taught that you raise boys and girls differently. Oh my God. I'm so glad we're talking about this. The thing that drives me the most, it it just, it, it, oh, it just makes me go crazy. is to hear men say to their sons, don't cry. What are you crying for? Are you crying like a little girl? Yeah. They don't realize that when you raise a, a young boy, you know, and you teach him that it's, that it's, not okay for him to show his his emotions. Yeah. He grows up dysfunctional as fuck. He grows up to be a toxic man. That annoys the fuck out of me. And yeah. there's so many men out there, like, and it's, especially in the African American community, we teach our sons like, don't cry. Yeah. Like, if you cry, you cry like a little bitch. And then you get a little a woman that that gets with a man, and then she emasculates him by saying stuff like that. Yeah. Oh my god. So, like you said, it is the same. It's it the, the same, same thing. And I'm guilty again with learning and being a parent and you know being a younger mom not that that's an excuse I was that mom at one point I remember saying to my son and he reminded me of this because kids don't forget anything they don't so we were having a conversation and right now where we're at I make sure he expresses his feelings right um all the time you're allowed to you should be crying if you want to cry like right you know healthy emotions it's normal. right it's healthy like but at one point as a kid I didn't tell him only girls cry. I was just like, stop crying. Oh, what are you crying for? Right. Exactly. And he reminded me that I said that to him. I was like, damn, I used to be that person. Right. And there are so many people that are still that person and sadly will always be that person. Yep. Because they don't understand. And so like, I'm learning that as, you know, being a parent, <laughs> I'm learning yes. all of these things. You really do need to raise boys and girls the same. Because, like, think about it. And this is, like, even as adults, like, men and women, mm-hmm. there's, like, the world tries to complicate the the man. Mm-hmm. Like, as if they want unrealistic things. And I think all they really want is simplicity. Right? Yeah. They want to be told you're beautiful or you're handsome or, you know, you got this. The same affirmations and support that we want they want the same thing so why not why is it a problem for you to teach your son that you know it's okay to want those things yeah yeah and then we get into relationships with men who and we wonder why we don't get these things right because (laughs) right they got it from the mother and the father right you're not supposed to cry you're not supposed to feel you're not supposed to show emotion you're supposed to work and that's it be a man be strong and take care of your family a man is supposed to lead and he's I think that shit is bullshit. Like that whole like gender role shit. Like, listen, if I wash the clothes, can you fold them? Yeah. Like teamwork. Yeah, teamwork. Definitely. I still want to be like 
open the doors and do all that other stuff too though yeah um, but but yes when it comes to that stuff i do think that we still have a long way to go yes so when it comes to your girls though and with everything and with my son for instance um body image when i say that we need to raise them the same i didn't realize like Boys go through these things too. Yeah, like they don't like their bodies, or they feel fat, or they feel ugly, or they the same things that I remember as being a little girl went through. Right. Um. How do you have those conversations, or like what if you do, or like what is that like? So, because I find that to be difficult still. It is very difficult. So I'll give you an example of something that just occurred recently. So my daughter goes to. A charter school. Mm-hmm. Your son was in the same school, oh, yeah. right? The so the school. setup, you know about the setup and yeah. militant. <laughs> it is very militant. Yeah. I think the structure to some extent is good, but then it is militant. And I feel like there's sometimes the lack of emotion and empathy for these children sometimes mm-hmm. is like very frustrating. Yeah. But anyway, so my daughter is in a class with maybe 15, 20 kids mm-hmm. and she comes home. Her being one of the three, one of the only three kids that received a letter from the gym teacher on obesity. Sweet. She the look on your the face. Herself. I wish I, I should be yes. have a video today because I'm a very so, expressive person through my face. Right. <laughs> um. So she, if, maybe about three or four kids in a class, and this is in a class full of like 15 to 20 kids, she received a pamphlet on obesity. And as a parent, I was like, what the? Right. Cause I feel like these are conversations that you have with the parent and not the child. Yeah. You don't, don't give my child shit. Like right. I'm an, I'm their parent. I'm their attorney. I'm, I'm everything. Right. <laughs> like I need to proofread this and I need to see this first before you give it to my child, because all it takes is for somebody to say something to you one time. And I should have fucked you up for the rest of your life. Cause the negative stays with us much longer than the positive. So my child asked me, did I think she was obese or did I think she was Aww. fat? So the amount of damage control <laughs> that I have to do even now. And it, are your you kids serious? Aren't even obese, like your kid. No, but we're we're women of color. We're gonna have butt and hips and breasts. And, we're, we're like you want my child to look like a teenage boy? What what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> Stop making me laugh. But it's also how the information was given, right? Is such a huge issue, right? Because like, what converse? How how is that conversation? Like, what did you just say? You got to lose weight. Here's a pamphlet. Like when I go to the doctor as an adult, being overweight, I'm a bigger woman. My doctor never has those conversations, and I make sure that's why she is my doctor because right. her conversations are. My doctor never had that conversation with me either, and right? neither has their pediatrician. My, but because my doctor isn't concerned about my weight or being obese, it's like, are you eating right? Are you working out? Right. Are you doing those things? Are you going are to you therapy? Mentally, like that's re- right. Are you mentally happy? Right. Those are the conversations that I'm having with my doctor and like the conversations that the doctor's having with me and my son. Right. It's not, you're obese. Here's a pamphlet. That's not. You know, <laughs> I wanted to go, and first of all, you know me. I wrote this lengthy ass email. <laughs> I just turn up. To See, her. that's where we're so different. I just turned the fuck up. Well, because... this happened like right before Christmas break. <laughs> so the day that I received the letter that she brought it home oh, was that Thursday. Turn so up. that Friday, I obviously had to go to work. 
And I sent them an email. And this this fucking half had the nerve not to respond back until like two weeks after the break. But that's after I called the dean and said, I need you to give me the number to the board because maybe they need to hear about this. Like, don't you, you dare don't kids. tell my child and don't have a conversation with my child about obesity, about weight, about look. So what? She should change her hair too because she's different? Yeah. It's I was so upset. <laughs> that's a conversation that if she, if the nurse, which nurses in school don't even fucking do shit anyway. Um, Give me an ice pack and send me back to right. class and Hello. let my mother talk to me about my weight. Right. If you, if she <laughs> felt it was a concern, I think that she should have had a conversation with you, the parents. Correct. Not a child. Right. Who is wondering why not she was probably the, one of the only children to get a pamphlet on being. But give it to every, if it's going to be something that you're you, concerned everyone. about, then you should give it to everybody. All 15 kids or 20 kids in the class, however many kids were, they all should have received it. You don't single kids out and give it to three children. Who the fuck gives a child a pamphlet on obesity? A I teacher who with hasn't got cursed out by the right mother. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I don't understand this and I don't curse out many parents, many teachers because, you know, I just feel like white teachers shouldn't be teaching black and brown kids and maybe I'm wrong, but you know, many of them are there with the wrong intention. Correct. But, you know, um, so how did you, how did your daughter, how did that conversation go? Like, because I know, all right, being little, my mother was actually the one who was telling me I'm obese. Ooh, my, my mother, mother like, we were sitting, my, well, my, my mother took me to see a nutritionist when I was older because I was like, I want diapers at like 12. Um, but I when was I was like little, 11. when I was like 10, we were sitting on a couch, just like you and I are. And my mother was started poking my thighs. I had on shorts. And she was poking my thighs and told me I needed to lose weight. And I was just like... Now, let me ask you a me? question. You're in your 30s now, right? And I still and remember still that. remember it. Like I it remember the yesterday. couch. I remember the size she was sitting on. I feel like I can still feel her poke in you my You probably thigh. remember the exact outfit and everything that you had on at that moment. I had on a tank. Yeah, it's like I can remember. Yeah. And I'm just like... And that's... That's the thing. The negative stays with us so it's much. It's traumatizing, actually. Like, So how do we like <laughs> undo all this shit to our kids or make sure that our kids don't go through the same thing? A lot of it we can't protect them from, right? Right. But I also feel like to some extent, because I experienced a lot of those things mm-hmm. when I was a kid, I want to protect my child yeah. from it. But then a part is like, am I being too overprotective? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To the point where I'm not letting her, I'm it. not letting her live, you know, the normal life of like, you know, a preteen mm-hmm. or like, I, I feel like I can't shelter from everything. I do think that some things that she's going to go through, it's, it's healthy and it's normal, yeah. but you don't, as a parent, as a mom, you don't want to see your child hurt. No. So even if I see like her friends, I'm like, oh, you fraternizing with people who so shady as hell. They're not your real friends. I want to tell her, but I got to let her figure it out on her own. You got to let her figure it on your own. And that's the hard part about being a parent. It's just like, do I intervene? Do I let him experience life? Do I like where? Because I want to intervene on everything. All the time. (laughs) I remember being in therapy and like talking to my therapist about this. And she's like, you can't save him from life. He has to go through life for himself. He has to experience life for himself. And, you know, there are things that we can do. Like, we can break those generational curses and, you know, generational traumas, right? But as far as, like, the outside world, we can't protect them from that. Right. And that's scary. 
And that's the part of being a parent that is just like, this is the part that's not fun. No. And it makes you wonder, like, so when I was being called fat or Mm -hmm. when I was, you know, was my parent telling me this because they wanted to try to protect me from being bullied or teased? Yeah. And they just didn't go, like, the delivery was just really fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking delivery was trash. I'm still traumatized. No, I I just told my uncle not so long ago, like, I was like, I remember you asking me to go get you something to drink and I told you no. And he was like, that's why you fucking fat. I was like, I was like eight or nine. I'm 32 years old. And here I am when a guy tells me he's interested. I'm like, what you want this fat girl for? Because I'm not you. Like, <laughs> That's a whole nother topic for a whole nother episode. Right. But yes. that shit, it, it stays with you. And it, yo, I'm so fucked up sometimes. <laughs> the other day I had a flashback because my older brother is slim. So my older brother, my mom are slim. Right. Um, and then he comes this little chubby thing. <laughs> right. Um, I was sitting on, he had like a fold up bed in um, his room and I was sitting on one end and his girlfriend who was super slim and I was big and I got up, I think I was like 11 at the time and I got up, it was like a seesaw. And so the side, yes. And he was like, damn, how much you weigh or something like about my weight. And I like went to the room and locked the door and I started crying because I was so hurt. Like crying hysterically, and I could still remember that I'm fucking gonna be 35, and I still remember that. And I know that he didn't mean anything by it, but he also just didn't understand because being right. a slim person, you don't understand a little girl who's sometimes chubby. Sometimes people like, understand. Sometimes people I mean, he was, but he was young. And he's also time. my brother, who was just being an asshole. Right, his siblings are. Um, so his girlfriend came and was like trying to. Nobody better me. not ever say shit to my kids about their weight ever. Right, so my son used to be chubby, and he, not to tell his business, but he grew into a slim, tall young man, right? But he was very chubby. And so I remember at one point we were like, um, workout and all of that. And he grew into his body, and I think that's all it was, right? Right. I think some kids are just chubby. But I also think that every child goes through that, like, that chubby stage. And so he's up until this year, this school year, 15, and he hasn't been chubby in, like, three years. He's still so a fat kid. And it was like, I'm fat, I'm fat, I'm fat. And he was this, like, body image. And he would put himself on diets. I don't talk about diets. I don't talk about any of that with him. Um, But, again, the outside world. We have put so much control kids and the things and social media have such an impact and influence over them how the hell do we do damage control or like not even damage control how do we instill in them that this is not amazing right you are you look amazing you're intelligent you're beautiful you're handsome all of these things with the world like you need to look like this you need to do this so crazy because i feel like society has painted this picture or they have this perception of like what a woman should look like Mm -hmm. right so like sometimes to my kids they're looking at the kim kardashians and the kylie jenners Mm -hmm. and the lalas and the you know all of these women who are attractive but at the end of the day i tell them like you could be on the internet and you could be famous and you could have all this money but that doesn't necessarily mean these people are happy right 
as long as you like yourself and you like and you bring you know positive energy and you like what you bring to the table yeah. that's all that matters like it shouldn't matter what anybody else thinks about you if you like yourself fuck what everybody else feels right and i just like how i said that is how i tell myself and when she's like mommy stop. no but i'm serious fuck <laughs> them if they don't want to be your friend yeah like you are the shit <laughs> exactly <laughs> I know that too, though. I'm like, I don't sugarcoat nothing. Like, you shouldn't have to. No, but you know, people who don't understand will tell you how to parent. Yeah, but I'm I'm like, why? See kids like that? Hell, fucking yeah. I'm not talking at like I'm not talking at them. Right. I'm talking having a conversation with them, a real life conversation that our parents didn't have with us. No, and that most parents don't have with their children and should have. Yep. And just and my daughter knows, like, I could be cool and have this conversation with you and I when I'm your mother don't play with me <laughs> you gotta she knows that the look. line like she yep. knows the line like when I'm yeah there's all that boundary all says, and the respect yeah right yeah and it, it's okay to have these conversations with your your kids and like you know be relatable yeah. it's okay you have to be relatable I wish that like I had a relatable adult as a kid yeah I didn't have all that I either. ever wanted was just like somebody to see me that's all I wanted as a kid. Like somebody, people, people definitely saw me. me. <laughs> that's <laughs> like, one, but they didn't treat me. They didn't necessarily treat right. me right. And that's what I mean. Like you could see somebody, but do you really see them? Do you see them as the person? Do you see them like more than just a kid? Right. Like what is it that they feel? What is it that they need? And I don't think that kids get that. And so they go to school and they become bullies because yes. their parents are fucking bullies. Because their, or their parents, parents, parents don't have time. Bullies. Their parents don't have time to sit and talk to them, or they're not getting the love right from their parent or whoever it is that they're being raised by. Right. So they're not getting that at home. So they come to school and be bullied. Yeah. I've I've went through that too with my kid. Like he was bullied, and um, because he is the bigger one, and I also think it's because he's the black kid that nobody believed that he was being bullied. They thought that he was the bullier. <laughs> And you know, a bitch, I turned the fuck up. Let me tell you because something. Because there's one thing you're not going to do is call my child a liar. No. At all. And it, and like, I'm going to prove. And I had to prove to people. And that shit would piss me off that I had to prove that my child was not lying and right. that he was being bullied. Size don't mean shit. It doesn't. Let's just say that. It doesn't. So there's a little girl in my daughter's class who, my daughter is short. Because I'm short. This little girl is about the same size as my daughter. And she is up. Like, you seen that movie Mean Girl? She is one of those. Yeah. But you would look at her and you would be like, oh my God, she's so cute. Don't trust no. Her cuteness. No, let me, let me not say that. Let me not say that. No, but you don't know. She is a me. Like I listen, I hear sometimes a thing and I'm like, what the, where's your mother? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then it's like, you look at her and you're like, oh my God, she's so sweet. She, no, no, she wouldn't do Yes, the fuck she was. My student, yes. Yes, yours. Yes, boo. And I'm not one of those mothers. Like, I will tell you, "Uh, that sounds like something Aaliyah would do. Or that sounds like something Anaya would do. And then I'm going to check them. But then there are parents out there who don't think their child does any wrong. No. So Right. And then that's the thing. You know your kid. Right. Like, I know what my kid is capable of. I know when, you know. And so I don't intervene. But I'm also always going to support my kid. Right. Because I'm not going to be that person to just allow somebody else to take control and be like, well, 
he did this and he did that. And then once you allow somebody, I feel like they keep doing they keep, it yep. over and over and over. One time and then the nope. motherfucker's going to go ice skating. <laughs> <laughs> Not with mine. No sliding. Nope. No. <laughs> There's so many layers to being a parent. It like is. I really enjoy this conversation because I don't get to. Like one of my friends is just like, I go hard for mine. And now that he's in high school, I can't because he. this is where he's like, has to be independent, independent. and figure out things for himself. Right. So I'm just like, oh. Okay, you okay? You good? Did you give the nurse the doctor's no? <laughs> <laughs> like all those little me things. Too, but then I'm like, like fuck it, I'm gonna just send it on Jupiter anyway. Right. I'm gonna just send an email. Like, let me, let me make a copy and just scan it and I'll do it. But no, right. I can't. he gotta know. Oh man, it was just like, give the boy. I yeah. really struggled with that yesterday. I was like, give him the doctor's no. And I'm battling, like, no, make a copy first and scan it. Like, give the boy the Take doctor's no. Take a picture in your phone. Let the quick. boy be a boy. Mature. Like, he has to grow up. He has yeah. to be independent. And, like, little things like that. So, was it difficult for you when Isaiah started to, like, you know, uh, when he approached teenager and it's like, Ma, chill. I got this. Everything has been difficult. <laughs> I miss. Oh, my God. I miss so much. Um, and I'm just like, I want my baby back. But it's difficult. It never gets easier. It doesn't. That's when, because I used to um, take him to school and then my um my brother would pick him up and he would be like, Mom, in the sixth grade, nobody gets picked up. And I'm like, well, what? what do you mean? Like, I don't care. <laughs> I'm gonna pick you up. Somebody gonna pick you up. He's like, Can I please take the train? So the sixth grade I didn't let him. When he got to seventh grade, he was like, Nobody, like nobody's embarrassing. He's like, Mom, it's embarrassing. I can take the train. I promise. I'm just like, the train? Were you freaking out? I freak out to this day. He's 15. And I'm just like, where are you? I would like, I look at the train to see what time he's supposed to be here. There was one day. (laughs) Wait, there was one day that it was, I think, almost seven o'clock at night. And I didn't know where the fuck my kid was. I was sitting. um, Yes. Because fucking MTA, the um, New York Transit, um, didn't work. And like, I so there were like no trains running. So the trains were not running. It had stopped at one stop, and the only way to get there, his phone had died. Oh my God. I would have been losing my I mind. Said, you are having, you need like three portable chargers, and you need to make sure they're all charged. Because I'm like, where is my kid? And trying not to freak out. I would have been at the train station. I didn't know. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know where to go. I was like, "Where's my kid? He just started oh high god. school." Oh my god! Freaking out, freaking the hell out. And he came home and he didn't want to talk to me. He told me what happened, but then that was another thing. I remember being a kid and like you had to like talk to me. What's wrong? And I realized, right? Like, like you can't just have a bad day right. and go in your room and then people respect your space. Yes. Because some people think that kids are supposed to be seen yeah. and not heard, and yeah. it's like you don't you you're not entitled to have feelings. You're gonna feel how I want you to feel, and right now because I want you to talk to me, I don't give a fuck about you being mad and having a bad day. You're gonna tell me what the hell the problem is. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> and again, another learning experience is being a mom. Yeah. Like, no, he's a human. And he's entitled to he's feel entitled like he doesn't want to be bothered. And he doesn't want to be bothered and has to think about like, how do I feel on the damn train? And I can't imagine being on the train, trying to get home for four hours and, and wanting to no come phone. home and talk yep. to somebody. No, I want to talk to nobody. Like, damn, here. I can't even put my headphones on and listen to a little Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
right. You stuck on a train. You got to listen to annoying ass people. Yes. No. People probably cursing and screaming. Yeah. Yep. Pissed off. Exactly. Yeah. And so that was something I was just like, damn. Again, but he had to learn that for himself. Like he had to like be stuck on a train and get lost and all of those things because he has to figure out. And it gains independence. Yeah. Like, you know, it's crazy because like the relationship I have with my kids is I want, because with me, when I was growing up, I wasn't comfortable telling my mother stuff. Mm. Like people would put this, I'm going to tell Angie. So for me, it was like, I'm going to get in trouble. So I was never comfortable telling my mother anything. Mm. And I realized that my relationship with my kids is different when my daughter said to me, one day I came home and I was like upset. And she was like, you know, you're always mad. Oh. And in my head, I was like, who the fuck is she talking to like that? But then I'm like, you know what? She's right. And I want her to, to be comfortable mm-hmm. enough to tell me like, ma, get your shit together. Not like, don't Not like tell that, me to get right. my shit together. But say, you know, yeah. you are always mad. Why? Yeah. But from that day on, I was like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. Shorty chucked me. So I'm going <laughs> to come home in a better mood now. <laughs> but I want them to be comfortable to tell me like, I... Like, you should be comfortable to talk to your mother if not. If they're not comfortable talking to me, I'm only raising, like, human beings who are going to just be doormats where they're not going to want to talk to anybody about anything. Like, stand up for yourself. Which is the most of us now. Like, we don't know how to communicate. No. Don't know how to express our feelings. Don't know how to, and not saying us in this very moment, but a lot of us, like, you know, yeah. growing up, we didn't know how to do that. Dysfunctional as relationships and can't recognize it and don't even know that it's a problem. How many freaking adults you know now will be like, "Well, this is how I am." No, you need to fucking go to therapy. That's what the hell you need to do. This yeah. is not okay for sure. It annoys sure. me because I'm like, no, that's how you were raised. That's how you unfortunately, and that's not normal. And it's not normal. It's not healthy. And you definitely need to work on that. And talk. Right. There are things, yes, that are of course that we are all different and have certain things with us, right? But no, you not knowing how to fucking communicate. You having a nasty ass attitude all the time. Nothing to do with you being a cancer. Okay. <laughs> Yo, no bitch. So quick to blame it on his own. Yo, <laughs> so quick. Oh my god, I had this conversation the other day. People stay wanting to blame their zodiac sign. Well, that's just how I am because I'm a Pisces. No. No. You sound very crazy and toxic and you need to deal with that. Yes. That is not an excuse. Yes. Oh my God. It's such a like... um... I'm a Sagittarius, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. So according to like many people who are Sagittarius... We're these people who are so impulsive. We're irresponsible. We're <laughs> reckless. And I'm the complete opposite. Like, I can't tell you <laughs> when I was irresponsible and fucking reckless. I, I can't even tell you that. I mean, I can't. I am impulsive. Sometimes I say yeah. things and I may not intend to hurt people. But I just think that's part of my personality. I don't think it has shit to do with me being a Sagittarius. <laughs> That's just me. <laughs> right. So some things are just not personality. Yeah. That's like how you treat people, how you come off. That is, those are two different things. Right. right. I'm a cancer. I might know I'm a cancer. I am an emotional being. <laughs> right. And that is one of the things. However, like you see all these things about cancers and people be like, well, you a cancer, you are this. Again, I do feel like there is an evolved version of all the signs. We and just evolved, about that. Yes, the yes. evolved cancer out of all the signs does not get enough credit. We don't get talked about. <laughs> because we done did a lot of motherfucking work. And we are very different from what we are portrayed to be. Um, 
But again, that goes back to life and like people doing the and work. And your experiences. Like, and like yeah. you said, doing the work. Like, let me tell you something. I have reason to not give a fuck about anybody's yep. feelings. I have yep. reason to be upset. Yep. Like that whole angry black woman mm-hmm. thing, I could be that. But like I took my experiences and I learned from them yep. and I kind of like turned that around. Not kind of, I actually did turn it around. And I don't want my kids to grow up and be like a statistic. Yes. Like for what? Why? Right. Prove every, not even prove everybody wrong, but like be the complete opposite of what people expect you to be. Like people expect because I came from like my biological father was killed when my mother was pregnant with me. So automatically I feel like I was already, it's so funny. I said to my friend, I think I was born with a broken heart. Hmm. Right. (laughs) Don't do that. (laughs) You can't tell a cancer shit like that. (laughs) Here you go. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. I feel like I was born with a broken heart. And I feel like with growing up with all of that, I have every right to be like guarded or like not know what a, what a man is, what to expect from a man. Cause I never really had, you know, my father, but I feel like those are all excuses. They are. They are. It's like people use excuses to be shitty human beings. Exactly. No. No, I'm, I could be, I come, I always say this, I come from fucking nothing. Like I come from nothing. I come from parents who were addicted to drugs. I come from poverty. Like we had nothing. Right. I could be a nasty person with all the shit that I see. Because I'm it's not, not going to change anything that no. you've gone through. And it's not going to change anything that God has planned for you going exactly. forward. Like wh- it, why be nasty? If anything, it keeps you from what God has for you. Correct. Yes. Like you, you're, you're keeping yourself from your own blessings. You're keeping yourself from a hap- a happy life, like a Correct. joyful life because yep. you are bitter and, and angry for no reason. It. Yes. And so I'm glad we, we know this. And so we are breaking that cycle with our kids. Correct. Um, your girls are beautiful. Thank you. I want a girl. But I don't want no more kids. I want a boy. We can just swap. No, I want my kid. Yeah. Right. He also probably wouldn't even talk to you because he's that kind of kid. I've met him. He's very quiet. Very quiet. Very quiet. Oh, my baby. He's so (laughs) quiet. He's just like, he's figuring out his own life. Um, But that's good. Yeah. That he's figuring it out. I know. (laughs) I know. I'm letting go. I'm trying. Yeah. But yeah, it's, yeah. It's scary. And then to go back to like, stalking your kids i stalk my kids sometimes right i know we probably shouldn't talk about this but i have this app called life 360 and i should I have the life uh, 360 everything they be with their father have. and i can see how fast that motherfucker is driving in the car with my kids yeah everyone Offline, tells me about I'll show that you. app everybody tells me about this app tells and me I'm when like, they arrive home when they leave when they arrive to school if they're in a car how fast the car is going and where it's going and how long it's going to take for me to get to them because i have i need that in my life <laughs> i do what i don't because i have i say i have parental anxiety i would probably go crazy because i think about that app the citizens app where it tells you oh my god i deleted that i can't we live in a relatively safe neighborhood we so do, we don't really but... get those but, but like, when as I'm soon outside, as I'm on the train and I pass no. East 180, girl, broom, broom, broom. no, exactly. So I'm like, <laughs> no, I had to delete that. So I can imagine like getting alerts. The anxiety. Like, I can't do it. I know me. Um, but I'm like, maybe I do need to put something because I just be needing to know you on a train. 
where you at? You coming home? Like, it, like I'm crazy. A crazy. Like if I text my daughter mm-hmm. in the morning, cause like what I do now is I'll let her walk from the corner to mm-hmm. her school. So I'm going to give her a little bit of independence, but sometimes she'll take her phone and turn it off and put it in her bag without because texting they have me. to yeah because without texting me though oh my god I and I'm looking at life 360 I'm sending her all kinds of question marks I'm called one morning I called to school like um excuse me I know that if Aaliyah didn't make it to school I would have received um a notice saying that she was marked absent but can you go get my kid from class so I could talk to her real quick because the anxiety of like yeah. everything that's going on in the world like these Girls are getting Girls abducted. Are it's a, it's a lot. It's it's, a lot. it's it's really a lot. Yeah. Like sometimes I'm at work and I'm like freaking the fuck out. Like yeah. it never gets easier, no matter no how old they are. And I also think it's it's different. Like you have a different stress and anxiety when you have black and brown kids. It's yes. very different. Yes. Um, and that's just something I. And think. we're so fucked up to our own kind. Yeah. That's what, that's the most scary part is that you think that because you're in a neighborhood filled with minorities, just like you. Yeah. People. Yeah. But. I don't trust nobody. Me either. I don't like, I, that's another, that's another thing with being a parent. You don't trust anybody with your kid. And I'm just like. the struggle of dating too. That is such a huge struggle with dating because I'm just like, well, well now it's a little different because it's, well, you have girls and I don't. With that, it's different. Your fears are different, um, right? Um, even though it's same things happen to it girls, it happens to thing, boys, right? But I feel like in a mom's mind who has girls, it's a little different. It's more in the front of your mind um, when you date. Maybe not. Um, like not just dating, yes, but like I know. once the relationship gets more serious, and like let's say the person comes over or is staying here and things like that. If that were to happen. Well, I haven't experienced that okay. yet. But is that one of your fears? Like, yes. if, right. That's what I mean. Yeah. Um, not that it has happened, but it's, I feel like it's definitely like one of those things that you do think about. Of course. More. Um, and then you see these things online with all the time. these women who get in relationships with men. And then that's another thing too. I'm, I'm fearful of becoming that <coughs> mom who was so in love with their partner that never. they never saw I think, any of these things happening. Uh, and I'm <clears> such a psychopath me. when it comes to my kids that I'm not a psychopath. <laughs> um I think I think those so many things tie into that. There's a lot of factors. I think that one of the factors with women who become obsessed with men or like put men before their children is it comes back to them. You don't think that you don't love yourself enough. So you can't love your daughters enough. Right. So you could protect them. Right. Or maybe it's happened to you or maybe whatever it is. But I also think that it has a lot to do with the woman. Of course. So much to do with the woman and like her level of self-esteem, her level of, you know, whether or not she feels she's worthy or, you know, the things that she allows. Right. And I don't think that you are one of those women and not to say, you know, you never know, but I do think that that does play a, a role in it. So I don't, I can't see you so wrapped up in a man that you wouldn't no, but what where does it become healthy for right. you to protect your child? Right. To the point where it's like now you're sabotaging your own happiness. Yes. What like that's where I am now. And that's where I am now. And I'm just like, <laughs> we're we're there. So I'm like, I don't know if y'all listen in and if y'all could like give us some feedback. Yes. I don't know that. 
I don't like, I'm just like, what the fuck? I want to date. But then I'm like, I also like, how do you date? I'm like, I'm and a single mom. And I come mom. into really good, I come into contact with some amazing men. Yeah. Given the circumstances and like, you know, my past relationships and yeah. my past experience. Like I've come into contact with some men who I'm like, God, he's sweeping me off my feet. But then also it's just like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Because I feel like I need to protect them. I need to worry about them. Or to be with them. them or not even or, take the protect factor out. Or just right. to be a mom, like to be with them. Yes. Right. I feel bad sometimes. To like, go out. Yes. Like, oh, okay, I have a kid. I'm I like, feel, I know he's older, but I'm like, girl, no. <laughs> Please. I don't like I'm rip like, all my love. I'm so like into making sure they're good and yeah. doing, you know, for them. And it's like, I, I look up and I'm like, holy shit, it's Sunday. I didn't get my nails done. I didn't get my hair done. I didn't do anything for you myself. Nothing for yourself. <laughs> yeah. It's. I don't know. It's I love being like, a mom, but it's it's stressful. It's a, it's a lot. It is a, a struggle. It's that it's like a you just pulling it. Like I don't know which way to pull anymore. I don't know which way to go. Yeah, I want to have fun, and I want to like, have, have a fun life. without with outside of my kids. But then yes. there's that guilt. Like, well, where are my kids? Like, I should be home with my kids. I should be a mom. And it's like, no, you should be a human, a woman, because you are a woman before you're a mom. Right. It's just like, how do we l- relearn that? Well, how do we balance? Yeah. Because like, even when we were going to the gym, uh-huh. right? I'm on the treadmill. I'm like, yeah, I carry it in my head. I'm like, I should be home with my kids. <laughs> it's such a, I think that our kids need to see us. And someone told me this and I was like, whatever. She told me, it was an older woman. She said, your son needs to see you going out and having fun. Your son needs to see you having a life outside of him. Right. Um, they need to see that it's healthy. We're also showing them that we can take care of ourselves too. Because when we don't show them these things, we're showing them that they're not. When they become moms, to neglect or themselves. they become parents, yeah, that to neglect themselves, or if they get in a relationship, like all of these things. So I think it's important to show them, like you know, yes, I'm a mom, but, but I can I'm still, still a person. Have fun. And I'm supposed to right. have fun. I can do my nails and things without you. And saying it is so much easier than actually doing it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm like, I, I want to date. I want to like, I'm going to date. I'm going to speak that into existence. I'm we like, need some people who are going to give us tips on how to healthy. Anybody? Who how to come to, on a podcast and yes. tell us how to give us some tips on how, how to, to be a single this. mom and date and have a social, uh, uh, like a healthy social life. How to be a mom with limited, how to be a single mom with limited support and dating. Because yes. I think that's a, a big key. Because there are single moms who, you know, co-parent well. Um, who have support or a lot of support. Right. Um, how do you do that when you have limited support? Right. How do you do that part? I had a friend who told me, <laughs> so funny, a friend who has no kids. Oh my God, your girls are getting bigger. Like you can leave them in the house and go out for a drink. Bitch, what? People tell me that all the time. And I just like, <laughs> people tell me that all and the time. And then in my head, I'm like, <laughs> I think, you're getting too old to try to tell me how to raise my kids when you ain't got one. <laughs> right. <laughs> but whatever. People tell me that all the but time. But like, it's, I'm, I'm not, I'm not leaving my kids in the house to go out on a fucking date. Right. Like, no. I mean. You know I'm how crazy that shit up. sounds? Like, yeah, I know. It does sound crazy. I left my kids in the house so I can go on a date. Yeah. Crazy. Oh. It is. It is. 
It's, it's something I, I can't I could do. imagine, like, doing that. Isaiah now, like, 15. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, you are. Um, I'm not staying out, right? Like, I'm not coming right back home. No. And but, like, mind, at I'm 10, like, 11, like, like, to he no, eat dinner? Yes. I still, people are like, you still cook? Yes. I am a mother. <laughs> this is a part of being a mom. Like, yes. no matter what age they are, I also, like, yes, teaching him how to cook, he could be independent. But that's something also I enjoy. That is just something that's that I... That's also how you bond with your child and yeah. you nurture and you... Nurturing is so important. It is. I'm just like, go in the kitchen, go go make cereal, go no. for yourself. No. I'm going to show you... And like, I'm not a cereal mom. Like, why, why the fuck should my kitty have to eat cereal for dinner? <laughs> I'm a cereal mom sometimes. Shit? Oh, sometimes, sometimes, but not every fucking night. Yeah, no. I'm Maybe it's tonight you. I want you to have a grilled cheese. <laughs> 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 but I mean, you know, sometimes the struggle is real. I don't feel like cooking, yeah. you know, make it work. You're going to fend for yourself tonight. But I mean, not every night, you know? Yeah, not every night. Hell no. Tonight I'm going to put some soul into this food right. and make you a nice little warm hearty meal. And good night. Oh, my son still asks me whenever I go anywhere. He, he'll text me like, when are you coming home? And people joke and they'll be like, because he's having a party. And I'm like, no, because it is just him and I. Right. He wants and to so, make sure I'm good, just like I want to make sure he's right. good. And so he's like, he wants to know where his mom is at, whether or right. not his mom is good. And I get that. People don't get that. I'm just like, but I also like, I try to think back to when I was a kid and my mom would go out. I would be like, I hope my mom is okay. Or like, where's my mom? We didn't have cell phones back then. So I couldn't like text my mom. No. Nope. Like, mom, where you are? You okay? Um, but yeah. That's the difference between like now yeah. And then, and the like, advice we're getting from people is from people who didn't have technology back then. Exactly, it was very different. Oh, it's okay. No, it's not. I feel like the times get worse. Yeah, like when it comes, like you think that don't nobody want to abduct nobody else's badass kids, but no, people abduct people's children all the time. Like they do. I used to work for Jet. Well, I can say it now. I don't work there. I used to work for GEMS. It's called Girls Educational Mentoring Services. Mm-hmm. And it was for girls who were survivors of human trafficking. And wow. people think of human trafficking as something that is... Only on lifetime. Only on lifetime. Something that happens in other countries and other states. No, it happens in literally in your backyard. Literally on your block, on your street, in your neighborhood. It is happening all, all the, the time. time to girls as young as 11, 12 years old, if not younger. Right? And so... I know firsthand all of that. This, this shit I, happens. I know it. I see it. It's not just that something that so happens on TV. Scary. And so all of these things. You never know who's watching. That's the crazy part about know. it. You never know. Oh my God. You never know. And so the only thing I can say is like, do your best and try not to impose your own fears onto them. Yeah. And that's like, out of all the advice I have as being a mom, I think that's it. Because you're going to learn. You're going to make yeah. mistakes. You're not yeah. perfect. Like, I'm still learning. Sometimes, like I said, I'm like, wow, did my kid just say that to me? <laughs> and then I have to reflect. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes I really have to go in my room and get my journal and do some self-reflecting. Like, you know, like, because mm-hmm. I don't want to, I don't want any of their memories to be like, my mom had a shitty day all the time and came home and she was always upset, Yeah, you know? Yeah. 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 And I don't think that that's going to be one of their memories because like you said, you caught yourself. 
But again, it will be some of their memories and there is nothing that we can do about that. Right. And we just have to let that be. And change. Well, and change from now. Change right. Yeah. Let that acknowledge it. Like, okay, that's what it was, but that's not what I'm going to allow it to continue to be. Right. Um, what is some things that you would say? What would you tell people? What is one thing that you want to tell people who don't have kids? Um, like friends or people who just want to give their input. Um, and what is one thing that you want to make sure that your girls know that you didn't know mm. when you were a kid? Like what? So those two, two separate questions. So you can answer the girls one first. Um, what is something that you would want them to know or that you make sure they Love know? Love yourself. And what does that mean? Like it's okay to be different. It's okay for you to have friends and compliment your friends. Like complimenting somebody is never going to take anything away from you. And I feel like a lot of, if you don't teach these girls that from young, they grow up to be women who are constantly in competition with each other, where it's so difficult for them to uplift one another, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So I want my girls to understand that it's okay for a girl to be pretty. You're pretty. You're beautiful. She's beautiful. Y'all could be beautiful and do dope things together. It doesn't have to be a competition. Yeah. So for sure that. (laughs) I love that one. And light skin is not better than dark skin. Mm -hmm. I hate that whole... That's, that's another thing. That's a whole nother. That a whole, whole colorism shit. Colorism is a thing, and oh. it's straight across the board, and like many different cultures, and like even in Latin cultures, it's huge. Um, yeah, because you have, have some, a whole different episode. We on definitely that, can um, with some more women. Yeah, um, but that is definitely an issue. But definitely, um, because when I was growing up, it was more so like, oh, you know, like skin and please, I get fetishized, fetish, fetishized because I am. Uh, Latin woman, so I'm considered exotic, and I can't begin to tell you how much it annoys me and frustrates me, and it hurts to an extent. Right. I'm just like, or being told I'm the I'm pretty because I'm nice skin and Puerto Rican, I got nice hair. Like, what? Yeah. Or to the other, so the other Spanish girls, I had bad hair um, because my hair wasn't straight. So many different things as a little girl, like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I tell my kids, love yourself. Like, it's okay. Love your kinks. Love your curls. Yes. Like, yes. we could get some perm rods and make them things a little curly, <laughs> or we could go get a flat iron and make it straight, you know? Leave, but yep, love yourself. And leave it exactly the way it is and go outside just like that. Right. Yeah. And if you want to change something, you're the only person that can change it, but do it because you want to and not because somebody told you you should. Yes. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Um, The same things. I would make sure that. Um, what I do make sure is that um, my son knows that he's loved. Um, not just told that you're loved, but you if feel I show it. it. Yeah, right. you feel it. And that you are you and you are unique and you are special. And that is what makes you amazing. Yep. And you are like no one else. And that is okay. And it is okay to be different. It's great to be different. It's okay to be weird. Weird is not a bad thing. No. Um, it's okay to be whoever it is that you want to be, but make sure that you are being you. You are being genuine and authentic. Um, and don't let this world fool you into thinking that you need to be anybody but yourself. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and so that's the one thing I make sure I tell him. Um, and so the parent one, like to people who are not parents. <sighs> don't tell me shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. I'm sorry. Just listen. If I'm venting to you, 
and I'm talking about my kids and the struggles of being a parent. Just listen. But I feel like you can't really give me sound advice on how I should parent my child if you can't really relate. If you if you're not in my shoes, it's one of those things like if you're not in my shoes, you don't you don't understand. Yeah, I mean, you don't. Um, <laughs> I would just want to say is less judgment, more understanding. Right. Because I feel like when people are giving their quote unquote advice, it's coming from a place of judgment. It's not coming from a like genuine. Let's let's try yeah. to figure this out. Let me, you know, it's coming from a judgment. You think that I'm doing something wrong as a parent, or I'm not doing something but how right? How the fuck can you? But tell you me, don't know. How can you tell me if I'm <laughs> right. doing something wrong? If you you you're not even doing it right because right. you're not doing it at all. Right. So exactly. <laughs> so that's my thing. Like. Be more understanding. Right. Um, no, we can't come to all your things. No, we can't always be out with you. No, we can't be... We can't leave our kids at the at bar home. Because <laughs> we've got kids and we have priorities. And understand that our lifestyles are different. Our priorities are different. Yes. I'm not even sometimes my first priority. My child is my first priority. Correct. And so you damn sure aren't going to be a priority. Oh, my God. You see how you just said that? My child is my first priority. Yeah. I remember... When I was married to my ex-husband, he said to me that he needed to be first. He needed to put himself first because if he wasn't good, his kids wouldn't wouldn't be good. Which I understand. I get that a little bit. I get it. But I feel like your kids need to come first. So maybe your husband, he was a bad example because- Ex-husband. Uh, yeah, ex-husband was a bad example. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't forget that, girl. <laughs> Maybe a bad, yeah, because because it's coming from him is different. But he had a valid point because we get burned out, right? We very quickly. What happens to the mom when she is burnt out and she's sick and she's in a hospital? Who takes care of her kids? Right. And I think that the message, the way the message came, was probably completely wrong because of you know. But however, it's so true, and I think is. that is where we need to find that the balance. healthy balance. Yes, it's like how do we make sure that we are good so that they can be good? Yeah, because they need to see their moms good, their moms and their dads, right? Their parents, whoever is being raised by them. But in our cases, their moms, right? And not just like good to the point where it's like, oh, I ate dinner today, no. but like mentally good, mentally good, emotionally good. well, yes, yeah, all of yeah. those things, all of that. They need to see that. Otherwise, we come home and we're angry parents and we're yelling and and our kids is telling us to get our shit together, <laughs> <laughs> right? So, what do you think is the thing that you learned? From being a parent. What has parenthood, motherhood? So what motherhood and therapy taught me, right? <laughs> therapy has taught me a lot. Um, is that I am my mother and that is okay. Why why do I think that I should have been anything else other than what I've seen my whole life? Right. Um, so therapy taught me that it is okay to acknowledge that I am my mom. I, I came from her acknowledge that and move on from that so right. that I can be different and I can raise my kid the way that he is and learn to raise my son from a place of love and not trauma because I've been so afraid of raising my son differently from my mom. I've been just trying to not be my mom. So That there were things that you were neglecting. 
so no, or or I'm over parenting, right? <laughs> if that's even a thing, like I'm trying so hard. Not am I really be... coming from a place of carry the mom, or am I coming from a a place of trying I don't to wanna unmom? Be... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so that's the one thing. Ooh, that oh I'm my learned. god, that just hit me so hard. <laughs> that's the that one hit thing. Me so hard. Yeah. Oh god. Wow. And when she said it to me, it was like, "Fuck!" I I, I cried that day so hard. I really need to go to um, therapy for therapy sure. Therapy is so. Dope. I think it's yeah, it's needed. It's so needed. It is, and then it shows your kids that it's it's it normalizes it. Like right. we all need therapy. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that is the one thing that I like. Being a mom has taught me is like. Like this whole journey is just like it's okay to be the person that you see your whole life, but to also learn that you have to figure out your own self for your own right. thing, like figuring out how to be a parent for yourself. And so for so long, I was operating from that woman that was trying to really, really not be my mother and do everything opposite and over nurturing and over parenting and over everything, like doing and that everything can come extra. Back to backfire too. Yes, because they don't, they can't figure out who they are. They right. can't become independent. You know, they need to figure out life for their own. That, and then they sometimes there's a possibility that they grow up to resent you because yeah. you didn't allow them to live. Yes, they hate you afterwards. Yeah. And so, learning that that balance, that's one of the things, the biggest things that I've been learning. Yeah. Wow, yeah. that really hit home. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Parent motherhood has taught me forgiveness. Mm-hmm. As crazy mm-hmm. as that sounds, um, I feel like I want to set an example for them um, that holding on to things is not really going to do anything for you. Mm-hmm. And to forgive, you're not doing it for the other party, but you're doing it for yourself. If I walked around and held on to all the things, <laughs> all the trauma, I would be angry. I wouldn't be able to parent my kids. I wouldn't be able to function mentally. And I feel like I have grown and let go of a lot of a thing, let go of a lot of things mm-hmm. in order to be a mom to them. Yeah. If that makes sense. It does. It makes a lot of sense. There's a lot of forgiveness. So forgiveness, people. Yes. Forgive. <laughs> forgive. For you. Forgiveness. Forgiveness is really only about you. When you yeah. really think about it. But as it took a long as, time for me to realize that though. Yeah. No, I'm still trying to forgive people and like knowing that, like, hello, you are not forgiving them for them. You're I forgiving pick them. I think who I want to forgive though. Is that crazy? It's not crazy. It's human. Sometimes um, I'm like, yeah, I forgive you, but you no. Mm-mm. But what not does today. that mean to you? What does it mean to? We can talk about this offline. Um, <laughs> we can talk, actually, we'll talk about that offline. Um, but yeah, forgiveness is definitely for you because you're just holding on to something. Yeah, and it's really deeper than what you think it is. You're so like, we'll I'm gonna stay mad this. at you. They don't care about you. Be like, we'll talk you, about this yeah. offline. <laughs> <laughs> but those are the things that definitely um, parenting has taught us. And yeah. Yeah, man. And we're gonna continue to learn, friend. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> the the beautiful way and the hard way, because um, it comes in many different ways. So yeah, that is what we have for you today. Thank you so much for listening. If you listen to this whole episode, I love you even more than yes. I loved you before. <laughs> um, if you enjoyed this episode or any episode, please go ahead and rate me on iTunes or whichever platform that you listen to. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love you for always fucking with me. And until next time I will talk to you later.